Alrighty, so here we are. Good Dudes Real Estate Podcast. Good Dudes Real Estate. uh, If that's what we're calling it, we're a temporary title here, so. I'll go with it. We'll go with it for now. Don't complicate things. No, no, we need to. Uh, if we need to make a pivot, we can. But uh, yeah, seems like people don't like that word pivot, because it Got likely it. means that you failed. You <laughs> failed, and you need to pivot away from it. Yeah, we'll see. So, should we do some introductions first? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead, tell everyone who you are. Who I am? Okay. Uh, my name is Saman Habibi. I'm a full-time real estate uh, investor and a realtor. Uh, based out of the Durham region, Oshawa mainly. Um, that's what I do. Yeah, you. my name's Cameron Cassidy. I'm uh, also a full-time realtor at a Durham um, investor as well. Yeah, just looking to uh, you know provide some value with this podcast. Whatever it turns into be, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of uh, starting episode one here, and um, figured it would be good to kind of talk about um, you know what's happening and give some updates and. We'll see where this takes us, but um, yeah, looking forward to giving this a whirl and uh, yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. So um, what do you got going on? Um, starting the new year with two duplex conversions, um, which is pretty exciting. I've never done two at once, so it's going to be challenging. Yeah. So you closed on one already or you haven't? You yeah. Um, no. So one closes December 8th. December? Sorry, January 8th, yeah. and one closed on uh, December 1st of 2020. Right, right. Yeah. That's Central Park, right? Yes, Central Park <coughs> and Floral. Floral. Yeah, Good. one off the MLS, one uh, private. Privately, yeah, yeah, cool. So how um, how is the de- December 1st uh, Central Park one going? Um, you, you have that with the JV too, right? Yeah, both cool. with JVs. Um, so Central Park is going well, demo done. Um, we decided to start do the upper floor first. So we're doing the upper floor, get it done. And if we if we have to, get it tenanted out right away. Um, and then once we're done upstairs, we'll, we'll go downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done that again. That, that's the first time I've usually done both at the same time, both units at the same time. But we thought let's take a different approach with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going well. Um, we are running into a bit of uh, uh, some some issues with not permits, but the way you know we purchased the property, we purchased it with an open permit with work already done, and now we're finding that you know the work wasn't done to the to the best of their abilities. Um, so we're gonna have to go in and you know submit new drawings, do some work all over again. But hey, comes with the territory. Uh, we are looking at it as you know we got a great deal off mm-hmm. the MLS. Um, yeah, because that basement was like, they, they framed it, they had drawings done. Yeah. What else did they have done? Yeah, so framing done, um, electrical, you know, consider 50% done, plumbing done, and past inspection, mm-hmm. which is great. So we don't need to break up any floors, pour new concrete. You know, in my opinion, that saves two weeks worth of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and, and from a wiring perspective, electrical perspective, every room has the rough in for the pot lights, for the smoke the strobe, the carbon monoxide. So pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Good to hear. And so um, you had an inspection this morning, didn't you? We had an inspection this morning and that's when some of the issues came up. So city inspection, to clarify, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. City inspection. So what they call a pre-construction inspection. So they come in and do an inspection before, you know, you get, you start doing a lot of the, the heavy work here. Um, 
and you know they, they noted a few issues that uh, resulted from the previous owner um, so for example this particular house has a walk-up basement um, so the separate door has actually you know it has steps where you can you know walk down or walk up mm -hmm. and the stairs don't have the correct or uh, the rise and run it don't meet the um, the, the building code mm. and this is a you know a poured concrete job right so it's not a it's not a matter of taking out stairs and putting in new stairs like this is concrete that's now you know it's dug out pouring so it's we're gonna have to move. like figure yeah. out what, what's going on here like this could be uh, a simple fix this could be you know a, I don't know a couple hours worth of work or it could be a rip out the whole thing and you know pour new floors um, mm -hmm. that could you know I don't know maybe cost ten thousand dollars I don't know we're gonna have to figure this out yeah, no, it's interesting. And I mean, obviously, you guys got a good deal by, you know, buying something that, uh, you know, had open permits partially done. Mm -hmm. So you kind of knew that there was some risk to this getting into it. And, yeah. and obviously got a discount on the price because of that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to hear the updates on that and how that keeps going. And then your other duplex you also bought with a JV, right? Yeah. And you guys close on that uh, in a couple of days, right? We close on that tomorrow. So this uh, January 8th mm -hmm. is the date. So, yeah, so we purchased that off market. Um, again, it's going to be a duplex conversion. We did a, a walkthrough yesterday with our uh, drafting guys mm -hmm. to essentially come up with the drawings for it. The upper unit is, is in a much better condition than what I remember seeing it. Um, good. That's always nice. It's always a bonus. Yeah. I mean, the, the walls are in good condition. Uh, the floors don't make any noise. Um, you know, baseboard trim around doors. Phenomenal. Needs a new kitchen, new floors, new paint. And that's it. Windows are newer. Roofs newer. Furnace is newer, so a lot of good things. But you know, we're gonna run into some issues um, in the basement because you know some areas of the basement do meet the the building height requirement, but some areas don't. And what I found out yesterday through the um, the drafting company was that seventy percent of the finished space in the basement needs to meet the minimum building requirement height of six five. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know about the 70% coverage. I knew about the 6.5 clearance, but you know, again, we might run into issues where we have to underpin so the, here. So the, oh really? So the basement, Maybe, yeah. so the bit to the bottom of the joist yeah. is below 6.7 or you just mean the beam? Um, no. So throughout, uh, throughout different areas. So there's different ceiling heights mm -hmm. throughout the whole basement. And, and they're below 6.5? Some areas are below 6.5, but that's because of duct work which can be, you know, that's a, that's a, an easy fix. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, it, it really depends on who the inspector is because some inspectors will let it, we, we walk through homes where underneath ducts and beams are less than six, five mm -hmm. and they've passed. Yeah. So, I mean, again, worst case scenario is we're going to have to underpin here and it's going to be costly. Well, you remember my story about, yeah. you know, the, the flip I did last year where you know, we thought we were good with our ceiling height. You know, we had three or four inspections done. And then all of a sudden the inspector was in a bad mood that day. I don't know what happened. Came in, went downstairs, said, no, you can't. This is too low. Um, you know, made us underpin essentially because yeah. we knew our base. We knew we were cutting it close and try to get away with it. But um, no, they caught what us. It, what it cost you in turnaround time? Well, it's, we'd already had plumbing roughed in. We'd already had, um, we hadn't started anything, but we still had to then underpin, right? Mm -hmm. Which, um, you know, ended up costing us, you know, fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 to underpin um, an entire basement. We ended up just going down like an extra foot, 
which made the basement awesome, but we had like a step up to our bathroom. It was kind of a mm -hmm. mess, but um, yeah, again, that's uh, kind of something, you know, you, you knew, but for this, we were just trying to put a bathroom in the basement too. Yeah. Right. We weren't even putting a kitchen or a legal apartment, which the inspector thought we were, but we were like, no, literally, we're just trying to put a bathroom in there. Like, well, it's still going to be six, five, you know, and yeah. uh, it was an old, you know, 1920s house, right? Where the, the ceiling heights are a lot lower. So yeah, you just got to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I'm looking at this deal as again, I, I got a, a discount on the purchase. Um, it seems like the after repair values or the fair market values every month are increasing by 20, 30, 50 K. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it gets to a point where the longer you hold even during the construction <laughs> phase yeah. will help you because if yeah. you refinance at a later date, then you're gonna you're likely going to have better comparables yeah. to to use. Yeah, one of the one, one of the rare times where having delays in this market yeah, is good has made you money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh shoot, something came up, you gotta fix it. You're yeah. gonna be delayed a couple of weeks, you know, a month. Great. You just made an extra three yeah. percent because yeah. that's what yeah. the market's going up per month. So what about you? What do you got going on? Yeah, so we, um, for me, um, you know, heading into the new year, we're uh, finished up our flip, have that sold, that's closing on the 11th. Um, so Monday, I'm going tomorrow to sign off on that. Um, we also have that, uh, the other deal that we did together, the wholesale deal, right? Um, which will be closing. And then, yeah, I'm in negotiations right now for two more flips. Um, you know, one is conditionally under contract. We're conditional until Monday on um, lawyer's approval for the seller. And then for me, I put a financing clause in there just to have my mortgage broker take a peek at it and mm -hmm. see um, what options I have. But I'm feeling, I, I know I can get financing for it. I know I can, you know, pay cash for it if need to. So right. that's, um, yeah, that's an Ajax house, a four bedroom Ajax, Ajax house that I'm planning on uh, putting 80, 90, 100 K in. And um, yeah, we'll see. So that's a, a detached house in Ajax. Yeah. So that is, I haven't seen the property. I don't know what it looks like, but just hearing Ajax detached four bedroom two, I think yeah. you're probably looking at a, a property that's probably worth close to a million dollars, maybe over after you're done. Yeah, I don't know. There, it's it's a one point five garage, one point five, and there's a lot of two car garages on the street. So mm -hmm. um, we don't know. We don't know. We think we think at least when it's you know put a hundred k in, at least you know eight seventy five, nine hundred. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, we're, that doesn't close until uh, February 1st and then, you know, four or five weeks of reno. We'll see where the market's at at that point as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, we're, we're accommodating the seller by allowing them to stay in the property for an extra couple of weeks, you know, while doing a hold back just to kind of protect ourselves. So um, we're kind of helping solve that, that seller's issue. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, being able to accommodate their closing and being flexible for them is, has been the goal. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll so, see. so explain um, why you're doing a holdback and what what is a holdback and why are you doing it in this scenario? Yeah, yeah. So essentially, um, the sellers, you know, like a lot of people, they want their money out of their property to go buy something, but they don't want to go then buy something without knowing what they're going to get for their house. So, you know, a lot of people, sellers want that security. So as a buyer, if you can help them by um, closing on the property, allowing them two, three, four weeks in the property while they have their cash, but still live in their home to then go find something else or transition out, whatever they're, they're trying to do. So 
the risk for the buyer there is you close on the property, but then, you know, <laughs> they don't leave or they want to keep renting mm -hmm. or they become a tenant then, right? So what you can do is you just put in the, the agreement of purchase and sale to hold back. In this case, we're holding back $50,000. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to hold back $50,000 if they vacate on the first of the month, um, you know, or, or whatever we agree on um, that they vacate, then they, our, my lawyer will release that money right. to them, right? So it gives a little bit of protection. It gives them a motivation to get out because they want to keep their 50 grand. Um, so, yeah. And if they don't leave, you have 50K of collateral that you can use. Well, then we're going to have to start taking, you right. know, some type of legal action. Things would get a little bit more messy then, right? So do you do you sign a, a lease agreement for the for the stub period that they're staying? Not at in this case, right? That's why you do the holdback. Your other option is you can get them to sign a lease. What I th was originally going to do is try to sign a lease that was less than twenty eight days because then it's still considered a short term rental. Mm -hmm. Anything over twenty eight days, right, becomes you know RTA protected, and they're now a tenant, right? So um, you'd have to go through those proper procedures. So my other, my first thought was sign, um, you know, a, a, a lease, a short-term lease agreement, um, for them to leave, but I'd rather keep money and, mm -hmm. and hold back money instead. And, you know, people are motivated, motivated to get that, that money that they agreed to that, you know, they wanted. And if they don't, right, they're, they're in breach of contract then. And, you know, I'm liable to take the property in at 50 K. Right? right. Yeah. So cool. So, so you did a, um, so you did a flip. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, uh, we're doing a wholesale deal together, and then you've uh, you're you've bought one. You have one uh, flip under contract. Yep. And yep. then hopefully one more. Yeah, and then working on one more that um, you know still in negotiations with that one. That one's not under contract, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, working on nice. on that. So the plan this year is to focus mostly on flips. You know, the market's been a little bit crazy for. Well, the interesting one about the the other one I'm I'm working on. Um, is that it could be a duplex, so I could look at getting a joint venture for that one. Yeah. Um, waiting to get it under contract before I start exploring those mm -hmm. options, but yeah, we'll see how it turns out. Um, so, so you've done things. Um, so everything that we're talking about right now is in the Durham region, mm -hmm. and um, you know, there's a lot of buzz in the news that the Durham region is, you know, is hitting all-time highs. But here you are. There's deals available. Um, and you're just getting creative with how you do things. You're not, you know, you're not necessarily waiting. A lot of people say the best deals are the the deals that you put together. Mm -hmm. So you're not waiting for something to come on the MLS. Um, yeah, the MLS is tough to buy right now, as you yeah. know, right? Everyone's holding back offers and, and bidding wars. So, um, yeah, it's it makes it really tough. But you know, as as investors, you 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 know, you put it out there to people, knowing that you can buy and, and buy with cash and buy quickly with no conditions, um, you know, people start, you know, liking that option and wanting to, you know, work with you in that, right? So a lot of people that, you know, especially for houses that we're looking for, they're not, you know, they're not ready to show on MLS. Mm -hmm. They're not ready to have people come through their house. They have things that need done. So, I mean, yeah, you just have to, uh, you know, if you could find those deals, they're out there. Yeah. Um, they're not easy though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll keep people posted on that kind of stuff of what we got going on. And um, um, the market's been nuts, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Any comp you got a listing that's. That I got a listing, got, that yeah. That came up too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, market is absolutely on fire. Um, got a listing in Whitby, a detached um, two story, two door, uh, two door garage. Um, 
a property in the Williamsburg community, which would be, you know, Brock and Taunton area in Whitby, considered one of the, you know, more desirable areas because of the number of schools that are in the area, the number of parks in the area, you know, amenities like grocery stores, banks, anything. Anyways, all that stuff. Um, but we listed the property uh, on a Wednesday morning. Um, and within three hours, I think we had 60 showings booked. Wow. To a point where I'm getting calls from people saying, I think there's a glitch in the system. I can't book <laughs> showings. Yeah. I'm saying, I, it's not a glitch. Like, we've we've had 60 showings booked. So, you know. I had that with my nickel property. We, we literally had the Sunday booked solid half hour showings from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I had to open up other time slots to be like, if you want to go at 7.30 on a Sunday morning, yeah, yeah. you can. But I probably had like 10 phone calls from agents I couldn't get in. I was just like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not allowing overlapping showings during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're gonna have to find another time, right? right. So um, I wouldn't be surprised this weekend too, if you have something similar, you know. That Getting a lot of play. phone calls, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's it's good. I, was, um, I wasn't really sure because my, my previous listing was probably, I don't know, I think my last listing was maybe November, December. So, you know, I hadn't been in the market November, December to test out what the, I know you had nickel on. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really sure if the demand was going to be as high as it was like uh, ending 2020. But yeah, sure enough, there's, you know, 60 showings in, in two days. Um, I think we'll probably hit 90 showings. Um, Has your phone been ringing off the hook? Oh yeah. Everyone's calling, asking for what your clients want for preemptive. And I'm saying we're not taking preemptive offers. I have a, a direction signed by the sellers. So that's been helpful, but everyone's asking, you know, what's your price? What's your price for a preemptive yeah, it's offer? It's so hard to answer that too. Like, yeah, what do you, I mean, what do you you're, not, you're not supposed to. I mean, I guess technically you can if you have direction from your sellers. If they have signed a form, what, 244, I think mm -hmm. it is, and they say, sure, communicate that, then we can. But in this case, I don't. And it doesn't make sense in this market to, to say so because someone could be willing to pay an arm and a leg for it. So you don't have the direction sign? I have a direction sign from the seller saying no offers oh, gotcha. until um, Which is smart, yeah. the 12th, but I don't have a direction saying that I can communicate what they want in terms of mm. a price. Yeah, yeah, and so most people are calling saying, you know, what, what price is gonna win this bidding yeah. war? What yeah. price should I offer, Yeah, you know, and yeah, I had the same phone calls with Nickel, so I know the I know the feeling where you're, you know, people are trying to gauge, you know, where the market's going to be because even even us realtors, it it's been shocking mm -hmm. where things are going, right? And and what things are selling for. It, it every day we we you know pull up our MLS and go, holy crap, yeah, you know, I can't believe that sold for that, and you know, number of offers. There was on uh, New Year's Eve, oh yeah, thirty nine or I think forty one yeah. offers. Yeah, so someone you know, decided to hold back offers on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Which is crazy to me, even yeah. to have that, to make that decision, but then to get 41 offers on the property and have an offer night mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve. I mean, if that doesn't sum up the craziness of this market this year in 2020, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you know, does. I, I think that we, obviously we live in Canada, we live in the GTA, where it's heavily populated by by immigrants um and some immigrants are not necessarily celebrating christmas and and new year's 
um, yeah. the way that you know you would think that Canadians are. So I know my New Year's was pretty pretty <laughs> quiet compared to yeah, mine too. Yeah, I was in quarantine for. Wouldn't two mind weeks. doing an offer yeah. day, you know. <laughs> so I mean, it it seems like the cycles that we used to talk about in real estate are no long, longer in existence because <sighs> no way I haven't seen a cycle of slowdowns in no. this past year. No, December was one yeah. of the busiest December yeah. of, yeah. of all time yeah. In, yeah. in this area. So yeah, I'd agree, and I think um, you know just the lack of supply is is causing buyers to really buy and look at any time and i i I would guess too that with the lockdowns and covid Mm -hmm. people are have nothing better to do (laughs) right they have nothing better to do but to cruise the mls and cruise realtor.ca and um you know check out what's on the market and things like that and and i I find when the market is hot that's when everyone is looking at real estate because there's that you know fear of am i missing something is this the time for me to make a move i can sell my house for a lot of money right now but mm-hmm. everyone faces the obstacle of, you know, sure you sell, but what do you buy? But then when the market's quiet and when people can actually get a deal, no one's really, not no one, but I would say the 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 majority of people are sitting on the sidelines saying, ah, oh, there's nothing going on, real estate's quiet. I think back to March when COVID first hit in 2020, yeah. right? It was like, you know, uh, there was a couple off-market deals that people just completely passed up on and they went on MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the one. What's the one I'm thinking of on uh, in South Oshawa there? Oh, um, Madawaska. Madawaska. Yeah. yeah, there was a great off-market deal, and it was kind of right as COVID hit, and we couldn't sell it. We couldn't get a buyer to buy it. The yeah. wholesaler, you know, was uh, you know frustrated, and they, you know, because they didn't know what was going to happen. And then after the fact, it was like, oh, yeah. You know, I I, remember I had that one listing member when uh, COVID first hit of the seller who was convinced the market was going to crash, and then right. they. Uh, you know, they were like, put my house up right away. And we took a pretty big discount mm-hmm. compared to where it's been now. So um, it's been an interesting year. And I mean, you know, I don't think anyone predicted what was going to happen or what was coming. So, I mean, we'll see. And I mean, I, I know we we talked about this listing. Everyone's been buzzing about this listing that sold in Oshawa and uh, oh, yeah. the Farewell area. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So describe the, the house. Yeah, it was so. This is a, a three bedroom, uh, three uh, three bedroom up, three bedroom down, uh, three bath bungalow in Oshawa, thousand square foot bungalow with two kitchens. Not a legal apartment though, and so they had it listed at five ninety nine. And houses like that, like a legal two unit, to 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 give you reference, has been selling for you know at least seven hundred thousand. You know, some have been getting as high as seven fifty. Uh, this is for legal two unit that are completely renovated, move-in ready, um, getting ready to you know get tenants in right away. Mm-hmm. Um, this house sold for eight oh one. Yeah, like Un- unbelievable. Eight oh one, and I mean it's been all over Twitter. I know people have been talking about like I I could I had four or five people message me going like, you know, holy like that that's an, an insane price. And let me just pull up the history here. But last year, they bought this in 2019. They bought this in 2019 for 525. Yeah. So and and they did no work to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it, sold for 801. It's just wild. I mean, like that kind of money and, and that kind of profit for that seller. Good for them. Um, good for that listing sales rep. I think that's amazing. Um, I'd love to hear what the buyer's thoughts are so on that that's one. A, that's a 53% increase in 12 months. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy. That's better. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, no work done. So lived in a house for free for a year. 
didn't lift a finger. I wonder if they even moved into it. I wonder if, who knows the circumstances. I don't think it was vacant, so yeah. I don't think there was there was no tenants in it or anything like that, but yeah, talk about return on investment. That's Yeah, uh, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, you talk about 53%, but then when you put that into dollars perspective, that's $276,000. That is the salary of four canadians four that's average a ceo canadians. salary that's, that's a, a doctor yeah, that's salary a, yeah, that's yeah that's wild right and the sold date was december 31st 2020 or uh, december yeah december 31st 2020 so um it's new year's eve yeah new year's <laughs> eve right they, they were negotiating and and got a deal done so i don't know if that was um yeah so they originally were supposed to look at offers january 7th and so it was a bully offer zero days on the market so you think this thing's getting appraised or no? No way. No way. <laughs> I hope that buyer's ready to sh- shell out some cash. Or if yeah. not, I'd be, uh, I'm, I'm ready to list all my, my properties right now. Let's <laughs> yeah. sell them all. It's uh, crazy if that's what people are going to pay. So that's why with your listing, I mean, you know, and I know we talked about this, like you never know. And, and when I sold the, my flip at the end of last year, at the, in mm-hmm. December of last year too, you know, we made $100,000 more than we thought we were going to make. Right. right. Like yeah. it was shocking. It's I'm still shocked. And now yeah. like seeing this stuff. So it's, it's hard to put into words and, you know, describe to the average client how crazy this market's mm-hmm, been, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just what's happening with it. And I mean, you know, I don't want to get into the bubble talk and all that. This that might just demolish this whole episode. Oh and, yeah. You know, we'll save that for another one. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe episode two. We can talk yeah. more about yeah. that because I mean. You know, of course, everyone is, uh, you know, there's a large group of people out there that are predicting that um, this bubble's going to pop soon. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we can save that one. I think we've been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That might have to be a, yeah, a whole new uh, video on its own. Yeah. So are, is there anything you're seeing that you right now that you like on the market or anything that's um, Property wise, sticking out to you? Yeah. On the MLS. It's um, been a pretty slow start. But yesterday, I think we had 20 in Oshawa that came on. Yeah was a good uh you know the most we've seen on on a day-to-day basis um in a while right but yeah i agree i think it's the most we've seen in in a long time um there are a few properties on the mls now um i think there's three that i want to see today they are one is a turnkey duplex listed for 599 which again doesn't really mean anything right now um and that's gonna go for seven or so right i think yeah. yeah but yeah sure let it go for seven the numbers still work like we've we've mm-hmm. done the math on it at 700k at fair market value rent today you're still cash flowing two three hundred dollars a month with contingencies built in yeah a lot of that because of the interest rates yeah. too right interest I rates, mean, exactly, if you yeah. can get a, a you know a lender interest rate for sure it's going to cash flow yeah if you need private money you know that becomes tougher, yeah I, right? I don't think with private money it it'll work no, but no yeah so so there's that and then there's um two properties that you know, are going to need rehab renovations. So again, they're listed for, you know, 500K or even uh, 550. Mm-hmm. Um, again, those can, those could hit 600K. Um, you put in 70, 100K, you're at, you know, 660, 700K. I don't know if there's an opportunity to refinance there to pull money out. But Again, if if people want to get into the market, you might have to you know make some sort of sacrifice. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. That's the market we're in now. I don't yeah. think I think we we all agree in Durham region that that's not going to slow down anytime soon. It, yeah, uh, 
again, we can touch on that maybe another episode, the fundamentals around mm-hmm. here. But anyways, what else? So you have the, the turnkey legal two unit. That's going to go for seven, we think, less that five ninety nine. What else? What was that other one? The the twelve unit business you were telling oh, yeah, me about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a right now there's a a twelve unit commercial unit uh, commercial property in downtown Whitby. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a it's classified as a. Let me get this terminology correct. Um, it was almost like uh, uh, a healthcare or a, so, a long-term home for special care. Mm. So this is a building that has twelve beds, um, I guess, for the elderly. And getting um, like seven hundred a bed, wasn't it, or something seven, like that? Yeah, yeah, seven hundred a bed, and then it also has additional um, dwellings that you can rent out. Oh wow! But um, when we got the pro forma from the real estate agent, it was a twelve percent cap. Wow. Which is unbelievable. Um, again, we have to go through the numbers and kind of see if that actually makes sense or not. Yeah, because I, there was no there was no care in there or anything. I'm not sure if you'd have to, right. yeah. you know, have any sort of staff or anything like that. So maybe, yeah. you know, obviously that would, you know, cut exactly. into your operating costs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the multifamily space, so five units up, has also been extremely in high demand. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually did a deal. Mm-hmm. In 2020, mm-hmm. of a sixplex, right? In yeah, Oshawa, six yeah. unit building that was great. So mm-hmm. I, I'd love to find more of those. I know investors mm-hmm. would um, would love those. And again, you know, that was picked up again when the market was uncertain. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it was, uh, you know, now it's a home run, right? Yeah. So, so you guys did sixplex in Oshawa. What, what month did you guys buy in? Ah, <sighs> this July, August. It it was. Beginning of the year was a long closing. It was like a four-month closing. I can't remember mm-hmm. when we actually bought it um, and closed on it because it was a long process. Right, and purchase price was one point three five million. One point three five million, right? For five two-bedroom units that had a phenomenal layout, like really nice large units, um, mm-hmm. big windows. You know, the great area of Oshawa, and then one bachelor unit, um, and it had a detached like two and a half car garage, and. I think he, my client, got it rented for four thirty a month, the garage. Which I, I know I remember put on my Instagram. I was like, you know, what do, what what do we think, you know, this is gonna rent for, right? And like the average answer was like three three fifty. Right. So even something like that, and it actually was ended up being a contractor storing like building materials oh, nice. and stuff like that. So my client then used the contractor to do some to of the renos and some of clean up and some oh, of the units. Double stuff. double dipping, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it kind of worked out. They created a little bit of a win-win there, but um yeah, I know he had two tenants that he got out already and has turned over the, um, those units and cleaned them up and wow. I haven't heard what he has them rented for, but um I'm going to follow up with him for sure because that uh you know, they were a below market rent. And um, I think we, you know, when we bought it, it was like a four cap. So I think it's going to be, you know, six, seven, eight cap very soon. Wow. Because even the previous owner didn't have that garage rented out. He was just kind of having, just sat there and we were like, geez, that's, yeah. uh, you know, an easy 400 bucks a month mm-hmm. on top of it. So. And that was on the MLS? This deal was on the MLS? Um, No, it wasn't. It was, um, well, the owner had two buildings and one of them was on the MLS. But when I contacted the owner, I said, do you have anything else that's available? And he said, well, I actually own the the building two, two units over, two mm-hmm. buildings over. And so I said, well, can I have a look at that one? And that one was 
better because it had this garage that he wasn't utilizing. Um, the city actually recognized all six units in this one, which in the other one they didn't. They only recognized five. So I liked that, that, that building better. So I was like, this is, this is better. So I had, um, you know, put it out to my email list and, you know, had a couple bites and, you know, yeah. one client, um, you know, pulled the trigger on it. So yeah, it was a great purchase for them. Nice. Cool. Cool. What else we got today? That's pretty good. I mean, I think, um, talking about the market, um, you know, again, I hope in next episodes, I think we'll get some guests on here, mm-hmm. um, kind of have more, um, you know, options. I know one topic that we wanted to chat about was, you know, I guess we did with, with, um, you know, the, the, you know, finding deals, but are you finding a lot of, um, wholesalers out there now? Like I'm, I'm seeing a ton of signs. Yeah. Yeah ton of people you know looking for off-market deals any any what are your thoughts on that yeah a ton um we were talking about a couple deals we found on mls but a couple deals we didn't but you know tell for for people that don't maybe know what are wholesalers so wholesalers are um individuals who are essentially strategically marketing themselves in order to get in front of potential sellers Private sellers. Private right? sellers mm-hmm. um, who need to sell their house, you know, pretty fast. So let's say they need to they need to sell and they need to cash out within 30 days. Um, as a result, the timing really doesn't work for them to go on the MLS. If they go on the MLS, they have to, you know, you know, deal with the realtor in terms of paperwork turnaround. They have to deal with um, potential people walking through the house, which they may not want to. And then they also have to deal with, a, you know, a, a typical 60 day close which they probably don't want to either. So as a result, they they want to sell their house quick. They're willing to sell at a discount, assuming that they don't have to deal with the headache of, you know, uh, clauses, uh, you know, a 60 day closing, inspection, financing, um, again, like having an open house, whatever. Yeah. So the wholesalers are, are strategically finding these, these potential sellers, getting in front of them, presenting, you know, an offer to them, that's very lucrative from a timing perspective, from a dollar amount perspective, and essentially trying to get it under contract uh, below market value. Yeah, so the wholesalers are trying to buy these properties essentially off market, but they don't, they, they probably could, I hope they could close on it, yeah. but their main goal is to then you know sell that contract to an investor right. who is either gonna flip it or keep it as a single family home yeah. or rent it out or you know for whatever yeah. reason that they wanna pick it up. There's yeah. a number of different exit strategies that they can use. So, um, yeah, I just feel like there's a ton out there right now though, too, that, um, are, are looking and I mean, Hey, it's good to get in touch with them. It's good to mm-hmm. see what deals they're coming across. Um, you know, as I always, you know, tell my clients, you got to be careful though, make sure that, you know, it is actually a good deal. You know, there's deals to be had on the MLS, um, rare these days, but you know, hopefully that can change soon right um but even wholesalers you know i know they're like the two i bought two properties last year off wholesalers both of them were in multiple offers both of them had six seven offers on them so mm-hmm. um, even the off-market properties from wholesalers are going into multiple offers right, so right it's uh it's crazy out there yeah but i mean hey like it you know there are a lot of wholesalers out there working um but i'm finding that most are you know getting the deals and working on it themselves so although there's a lot of wholesalers out there, you still don't see as many properties being offered, mm-hmm. right? So there's very few, in my opinion, that that do, and we do have good relationships with them where we get access to their properties. But I would say out of, you know, I would say 
70 to 80 percent are keeping the deals themselves yeah and that's that's true as well probably because they're seeing the market do what it's doing right so you can't blame them right but um yeah, it's been a, it's an interesting market. We're um, you know hoping to keep this podcast going and mm-hmm. um, you know having updates and uh, we'd love to hear your comments and thoughts about you know how we did today and um, what we can do to provide value in the future. Um, you know we're looking to bring on some guests and things like that as well. So if you're interested, reach out to us. Yeah. Um, you know the main focus of of kind of giving you an in depth um, behind the scenes look at what's happening in the real estate market um, in Durham, but in Ontario in general. I'm sure a lot of these trends. I know a lot of these trends are happening around Ontario as well, so I think yeah. it's um, relatable for, for anybody, even if you're not in the GTA. Absolutely. We'll sign off for today. Are, Any- we, are we doing the smash the like button, subscribe, <laughs> and follow, and comment? Nah, we're not pros yet. We're not pros yet. Once we, <laughs> Next uh, time. <laughs> we, let's get a couple followers on here yeah. first, or a couple likes. How is it? And, cool. uh, but no, obviously, um, you know, if, if you did enjoy this, we'd love to hear about it. And... Uh, Yeah, we're hoping to do a couple more episodes this year.